Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. Guys, we are losing our stars here. We are. It's it's heartbreaking, especially when you look up to people that have shaped your childhood, that have shaped your career, when you draw inspiration from. And I get it. It's life. And, you know, passing is a part of life. And it's something that we have to deal with. But it still hurts, especially when we are fans of these people and fans of these great wonderful, amazing talents. I mean, late last year, we lost, in my opinion, one of the greatest voice actors of all time, Kevin Conroy, a.k.a. The Batman. He's my Batman. May not be yours, but he's my Batman. And now we lost our Harley Quinn, Arlene Sorkin, the original voice of Harley Quinn from the animated show, Batman the Animated Series. And god damn, man, this is... This is one of those things where you want to give you want to give her death, you want to give people's death and their passing the grief that it's due, but it it it's hard. It really is. It's really hard for you to truly truly grasp the fact that even though she wasn't playing Harley Quinn as much and even though she probably might not have been doing a lot for you know, because she's of age, sixty-seven years old. That's, I'm sure she lived a great life, but damn, man, it still hurts, especially when we become fans of these awesome talents. As I said earlier, one of the things that I love so much about the character that she portrayed is her voice made that character the, you know, up pitch. I'm not gonna say whiny, but it was a very high pitched voice, and she gave Harley Quinn the vulnerability she she paved the way in a, in in so to speak for a lot of voice acting talent especially in the world of animation and the world of you know superheroes or villains if you want to call them anti-heroes in general and you know both Kevin Conroy and Arlene Sorkin I'm and both obviously Mark Hamill the three of them have great chemistry together especially working on those projects for so long and so many years I know Tara Strong is the new Harley Quinn. I get it. And she's a great successor to Harley Quinn. There's no mistake about that. But during that time, she played Batgirl. And Harley Quinn was played by Arlene Sorkin. And one of the things that I remember so much about her performance was the vulnerability that she gave to the character. Yeah, Harley Quinn is a very you know, chaotic and spunky and she is a psychopath in it of herself. And when you watch a lot of the movies, the latest movies that's played by Margot Robbie, or when you read a lot of the comic books from any period, she even has her own comic book. If you truly think about it, Harley Quinn was never supposed to have her own comic book, but because Arlene Sorkin brought that tenacity, that awesome vibe, that, you know, the... 
the 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 spunk of her character and just brought it to life. It's something to admire greatly, and it's something that I, as well as many fans, truly do appreciate. The fact that we never were supposed to have her own comic book series, and she became a fan favorite. So she blew up like crazy, like instantly. She became a huge fan favorite. <laughs> I can remember one of my favorite episodes, and I know there were a lot. There's, you know, Harley and Ivy, and you know, there is, uh, uh, we almost got him. You know, those, uh, those episodes that debuted in the early '90s. And every every one of them were good, especially the small roles that she had. But I don't think none of them compared to the episode Mad Love. If you haven't watched Mad Love, I highly suggest it. Go on Max right now and just look up Mad Love within Batman the Animated Series. The episode's called Mad Love. And what this episode is about is it dives into the backstory of how Harley Quinn has met the Joker. And I remember there was a time when... Which movie was it? Was it The Suicide Squad? Yes, not The Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad. David Ayer's Suicide Squad. And I remember there were scenes where you actually saw Harley Quinn falling in love with the Joker, right? And there was a huge debate. There was debate so often and for so long about, oh, well... The Joker, you know, loves Harley Quinn, and the Joker loves her, and, and he's willing to do anything for her. People that say that really don't understand these characters. I understand it, they're seeing it from a face value perspective, and they're probably basing their conclusions on what they personally experienced. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong on that. But one of the things that really made those scenes so powerful was the fact that the Joker really doesn't give a shit about anybody and views Harley Quinn as a trophy wife he views her as his possession in the episode Mad Love you can clearly see that especially when we dive into the backstory and the mindset of Harley Quinn of how she went from successful psychiatrist from Arkham Asylum dealing with the criminally insane dealing with one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous criminals in all of Gotham City, and on how Mark, first of all, credit to Mark Hamill for his magnificent performance as always, when he gave the Joker the fact that he was using manipulation and for him to gain her sympathy in order to fall in love with him, you see that it turns you see that the whole chemistry between them actually starts turning and you see on the you hear let's see and hear you witness the performance of what Arlene actually gives to the character when she goes from sympathetic to understanding even though they're kind of the same thing to now just flat out you know switching herself to go from successful psychiatrist all the way to batshit crazy. And it's not something that we haven't heard of before. We know there's a thing where doctors and psychiatrists, therapists, actually do fall in love with their patients. Teachers with their students. Um, anything. You know, when it comes to an authoritative figure. But this one is a little different because, again, 
you talk about the number one psychotic criminal in the entire essence of Gotham. And Mad Love really depicts that greatly. Fast forward to the actual episode when she tries to capture Batman. She does capture Batman because she wants to make the Joker really happy. She wants to make the Joker, you know, proud of what she of what she's done. And of course, she believes in her heart of hearts that if Batman is out of the way, she and the Joker can finally be happy. You know, it's a it's a trope for a lot of couples. You do things for someone else and you try to get rid of an obstacle and then you and this other person can live happily ever after. It is what it is. We've seen it all the time. But what's very interesting was the fact that throughout the entire thing and you see the Joker get so angry and so pissed off because he is the type of character where he doesn't want anyone to mess with the Batman but him. Whether he keeps him alive or not or whether he kills him himself, he doesn't want anyone to mess with the Batman than him. And the moment where he pushes her off the window and she nearly dies. Even though it's a kid's show from back then and you can't really kill her off specifically, she nearly dies from what? A five foot, six foot story building, if that? Probably going to, maybe I'm exaggerating, could be a little bit less. And then what does she do? She blames herself. Stockholm Syndrome is a scary, scary thing. And this is what she experienced throughout her entire existence <laughs> throughout her entire journey journey of being with the Joker and then when she finally comes to her senses and then she sees a flower she then reverts back to what she was which means she understands well in a way learns nothing or maybe she is in full understanding of who she is and what she does she doesn't she can't accept that she loves the Joker and Arlene Sorkin brought that character to life in many, many ways that I can count. We keep losing good people. And we keep losing the stars that we look up to. And it hurts. It sucks. We lost the Batman. Now we lost Harley Quinn. And Tara Strong is an awesome, awesome successor. And she's probably going to play Harley Quinn till the end of time. Of course, now they're played by other actresses, you know, from the the Harley Quinn, the DC show coming around. And of course, there's Margot Robbie. And of course, there are other portrayals, you know, that are going to come in the near future. But Arlene, Arlene, Arlene Sorkin, she started it all. She really did. She brought that character to life. She brought that character to where we adore and love, and read, and everything else. Rest in eternal power, Arlene Sorkin. My sincerest condolences to her friends, her family, her fans, the entire voiceover community, anyone that she's affected, any little girl, hopefully that doesn't really grow up to be like Harley Quinn, but any little girl that learns something, that truly has an inspiration to just laugh and smile and have fun and be free. That says a lot. It really does. Minus the homicidal tendencies. 
I know that we started this podcast off with a, (laughs) it's just something that I had to get off my chest, but I'm going away on vacation in the next couple of weeks. I will be coming back next week and we, hopefully we may have a guest next week where we explore a little bit more on the multiverse problem that Marvel and DC has been going on for so long. But don't call me on that because we still have a lot of planning to do. And considering that I've been working so much for so long now for the past four to five months, my body is exhausted. I'm tired and it's a vacation that I absolutely need. You know, I'm going to be doing a long drive. We're going to be traveling down south. We're going to be doing a long drive. And it's just something that I need to do. I just need to get away for a while and just relax, take a long nap. And finally, in a way, figure out what the next chapter of my life is. I know it's voiceover and I know it's, you know, in the entertainment realm. But it's one of those things where I really, really now need to focus and put all my attentions on myself And actually gamble on myself this time. So we'll see what happens with that. There is another thing that I do want to talk about. And I've started watching it. But I haven't really finished it. Spider-Man Lotus. It's a fan film project on Spider-Man. And there is so much hate and controversy behind the scenes. But it's out on YouTube. It's been out for about a couple of weeks now. I haven't really gotten around to it. And it was something that I wanted to avoid for a while. Because I really don't watch or view, review fan film projects. Because I feel like you can't really be too hard on something that is made with passion. Or someone something that is made not really on a professional level. But this one I'm actually going to watch. This one I'm actually going to give a chance to. From what I see so far, the music composing is fantastic, and the VFX team really did a great job, but I'm literally only 10 minutes in, and there's a lot that I need to watch in accordance with everything else. In terms of other things that I need to watch, I mean, good God, you know, someone asked me recently, what am I going to do or what am I going to review or rewatch? If there's going to be no new content because of the writer's strike, there's not going to be anything that's going to happen until maybe after Loki or Captain Marvel or Aquaman 2, assuming they keep their dates in check. There's always something to talk about. There really is. There's always something to talk about. And I've actually... (laughs) I'm making a list, even though I briefly spoke about it. I'm making a list on rating my Marvel Phase 4 content. (laughs) From the beginning of 2021 all the way to the end of 2023, there are 17 pieces of content within two years. Jesus Christ. Talk about oversaturation. There are 17 pieces of content, and at some point in the near future, I do want to talk about that in terms of my rates from best to worst. So... We'll talk about that in the near future. It might be something that I'll post up when I go away on vacation. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Nevertheless, that's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know this is a very emotional podcast where we say goodbye to 
another good one. And and also, real quick, I'm sorry I forgot about this. Shout out to Bob Barker, the original host from The Price is Right. Rest in peace to him. God damn, man. I don't, I never knew much about Bob Barker. I never really watched the show only when you, you know how every now and then when you go to a grocery store and they put on The Price is Right or when you're sitting at a doctor's appointment or doctor's office and you're waiting for an appointment to happen and they put on like a game show, usually they would put on Maury or Jerry Springer or The Price is Right, you know, something to entertain us and I know Drew Carey is the main host of the show. But still, shout out to Bob Barker. Rest in peace to that guy. I remember seeing him during a WWE show. That was the only way that I knew about him. <laughs> God damn. We're losing our stars here, guys. Rest in peace to everyone. Rest in peace. In any case, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know what to do. Go to voiceofgarcia.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom and then email me your questions. Hopefully you have been doing that and I have been getting it. I don't know if I have. Uh, if you want to email me directly, mike at voiceofgarcia.com. And I will answer any questions that you may have on what's been going on in the near future, my opinions, what may happen, and so on and so forth. Let's have an actual discussion. It's always good to have fun debates. It's always good to have fun debates. And I will let you know in terms of what comes next. And as always, when it comes to comic book news, movies, games, shows, whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.